But if there's no good or evil, if nothing has any intrinsic moral value, how do we know what to do? Make your own good and evil. If there's no moral law standing over us, that means we're free. Free to do whatever we want. Free to be whatever we want. Free to pursue our desires without feeling any guilt or shame about them. Figure out what it is you want in your life and go for it. Create whatever values are right for you and live by them. It won't be easy by any means. Desires pull in different directions. They come and go without warning. So keeping up with them and choosing among them is a difficult task. Of course, obeying instructions is easier, less complicated. But if we just live our lives as we have been instructed to, the chances are very slim that we will get what we want out of life. Each of us is different and has different needs. So how could one set of moral truths work for each of us? If we take responsibility for ourselves and each carve our own table of values, then we will have a fighting chance of attaining some measure of happiness. The old moral laws are left over from days when we lived in fearful submission to a non-existent God anyway. With their departure, we can rid ourselves of all the cowardice, submission, and superstition that has characterized our past. Some misunderstand the claim that we should pursue our own desires to be mere hedonism. It is not the fleeting, insubstantial desires of the typical libertine that we are speaking about here. It is the strongest, deepest, most lasting desires and inclinations of the individual. It is her most fundamental loves and hates that should shape her values. And the fact that there is no God to demand that we love one another and act virtuously does not mean that we should not do these things for our own sake if we find them rewarding, which almost all of us do. But let us do what we want for our own sake, not for obedience. But how can we justify acting on our ethics if we can't base them on universal moral truths? Morality has been justified externally for so long that today we hardly know how to conceive of it in any other way. We have always had to claim that our values proceeded from something external to us because basing values on our own desires was, not surprisingly, branded evil by the preachers of moral law. Today we still feel instinctively that our actions should be justified by something outside of ourselves, something greater than ourselves, if not by God, then by moral law, state law, public opinion, justice, love of man, etc., we have been so conditioned by centuries of asking permission to feel things and do things, of being forbidden to base any decisions on our own needs, that we still want to think we are obeying a higher power, even when we act on our own desires and beliefs. Somehow, it seems more defensible to act out of submission to some kind of authority than in service of our own inclinations. We feel so ashamed of our aspirations and desires, we would rather attribute our actions to something higher. But what could be greater than our own desires? What could possibly provide better justification for our actions? Should we be serving something external without consulting our desires, perhaps even serving against our desires? This question of justification is where so many otherwise radical individuals and groups have gone wrong. They attack what they see as injustice, not on the grounds that they don't want to see such things happen, but on the grounds that it is morally wrong. By doing so, they seek the support of everyone who still believes in the fable of moral law, and they get to see themselves as the servants of truth. These people should not be taking advantage of popular delusions to make their points, but should be challenging assumptions and questioning traditions in everything they do. An improvement in, for example, animal rights, which is achieved in the name of justice and morality, is a step forward at the cost of two steps back. It solves one problem while reproducing and reinforcing another. Certainly, such improvements could be fought for and attained on the grounds that they are desirable. Nobody who truly considered it would really want to needlessly slaughter and mistreat animals, would they? Rather than with tactics left over from Christian superstition. Unfortunately, because of centuries of conditioning, it feels so good to feel justified by some higher force 
to be obeying moral law, to be enforcing justice and fighting evil, that it's easy for people to get caught in their, in their role as moral enforcers and forget to question whether the idea of moral law makes sense in the first place. There is a sensation of power that comes from believing that one is serving a higher authority, the same one that attracts people to fascism. It's always tempting to paint any struggle as good against evil, right against wrong, but that is not just an oversimplification, it is a falsification, for no such things exist. We can act compassionately towards each other because we want to, not just because morality dictates, you know. We don't need any justification from above to care about animals and humans, or to act to protect them. We need only feel in our hearts that it is right, that it is right for us, to have all the reason we need. Thus we can justify acting on our ethics without basing them on moral truths, simply by not being ashamed of our desires, by being proud enough of them to accept them for what they are, as the forces that drive us as individuals. And our own values might not be right for everyone, it's true. But they are all each of us have to go on, so we should dare to act on them rather than wishing for some impossible greater justification. But what would happen if everyone decided that there is no good or evil? Wouldn't we all kill each other? This question presupposes that people refrain from killing each other only because they have been taught that it is evil to do so. Is humanity really so absolutely bloodthirsty and vicious that we would all rape and kill each other if we weren't restrained by superstition? It seems more likely to me that we desire to get along with each other at least as much as we desire to be destructive. Don't you usually enjoy helping others more than you enjoy hurting them? Today most people claim to believe that compassion and fairness are morally right, but this has done little to make the world into a compassionate and fair place. Might it not be true that we would act upon our natural inclinations to human decency more rather than less if we did not feel that charity and justice were obligatory? What would it really be worth, anyway, if we all did fulfill our duty to be good to each other, if it was only because we were obeying moral imperatives? Wouldn't it mean a lot more for us to treat each other with consideration because we want to, rather than because we feel required to? And if the abolition of the myth of moral law somehow causes more strife between human beings, won't that still be better than living as slaves to superstitions? If we make our own minds up about what our values are and how we will live according to them, we at least will have the chance to pursue our desires and perhaps enjoy life, even if we have to struggle against each other. But if we choose to live according to the rules set for us by others, we sacrifice the chance to choose our destinies and pursue our dreams. No matter how smoothly we might get along in the shackles of moral law, is it worth the abdication of our self-determination? I wouldn't have the heart to lie to a fellow human being and tell him that he has to conform to some ethical mandate, whether it was in his best interest or not even if that lie would prevent a conflict between us. Because I care about human beings, I want them to be free to do what is right for them. Isn't that more important than mere peace on earth? Isn't freedom, even dangerous freedom, preferable to the safest slavery, to peace bought with ignorance, cowardice, and submission? Besides, look back at our history. So much bloodshed, deception, and oppression have already been perpetrated in the name of right and wrong. The bloodiest wars have been fought between opponents who each thought they were fighting on the side of moral truth. The idea of moral law doesn't help us get along, it turns us against each other, to contend over whose moral law is the true one. There can be no real progress in human relations until everyone's perspectives on ethics and values are acknowledged. Then we can finally begin to work out our differences and learn to live together without fighting over the absolutely stupid question of whose values and desires are right. For your own sake, for the sake of humanity, cast away the antiquated notions of good and evil and create your values for yourself.